Welcome to A Court of Transformation and Awakening. I'm Lori Gray. And I'm Amanda Grace Harrison. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing chapters 23 and 24 of A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. If you didn't pick that up, <laughs> yeah, what we're doing. Just wandered into <laughs> just this one episode. <laughs> 23 of what? Okay, so this one, this chapter, so we've got. Tamlin takes Feyre to the Glen. This is not the same one with the Pool of Starlight. This is the one with the willow. <clears throat> and the willow's singing that always puts Tamlin to sleep. Which now we know and she gets to see in a minute. I love this. So, so before we get into the fun um, fun stuff with the willow, I love that she has a moment here where we, we've had this ongoing discussion about her um, internal dialogue. Mm. And yeah. I love how so good. Yeah, where they're talking about, um, you know, he's like, "Well, you're human," and you know, she rolls her eyes. Your senses, your senses are still sealed off from everything. And she made a face. You know, just another of my many shortcomings. She says, "But the word shortcomings had somehow stopped finding its mark." Um, I just thought that was really powerful. Where, you know. In the past, though, where she was like, well, anytime he said the word human about her, she assumed it was this terrible thing. But now that she's like, oh, he likes me a lot. So when he says human, maybe it's not awful. <laughs> you know, and she and she's just able to look at this and it not be it's just not as painful as it once was. You know, she's she's just she's done this work where she's um, been working through her past pain. She's been working through all the woundings. And now she's at the place where she can say this word and it's not hurting uh, which triggers which was reminding me i'm like yeah so there, there's this deeper work but um one of the words that comes up a lot with my people i work with a lot of um women who sort of have that either like a lack of self-care a lack of time for themselves kind of like an overachiever hyperachiever like i need to always be go go going um kind of people and a lot of them it's driven by this fear of being called or considered lazy lazy yeah that is a trigger word like that word yeah that word and so many of them you you go back and you hear the stories and it was one of those words that was like weaponized right that like being lazy was awful you have to be a hard worker as opposed to like a lazy person and they're terrified if they stop and do some self-care like somebody's gonna think yeah they're lazy like if someone sees me out reading a fantasy romance novel in the middle of the day on a Wednesday. What are they going to think of me? What if they call me I'm working lazy? Um, I'm not. I'm not being lazy. I'm working. I have a podcast. I have to do. Right, but it's thing. because I don't want anybody to think. Jeez. Oh my goodness. But that was. Jeez, lady. That was one of those words where that was a trigger for me. Right. Yeah. That was one of those things that was like really a thing in my house growing up, and like not wanting to be considered lazy was. And honestly, it hindered a lot of my healing after my chronic illness because I needed to rest. Yeah. A yeah. lot. But then I'm like, it's a work week. And I'm like, you're disabled. You're a disabled stay-at-home mom. You don't have a work week. Like, go chill. But I couldn't because this inner dialogue was so afraid wow, of being awful. considered lazy. So we always work through stuff in stages, right? So originally, I, my work was was kind of, it was similar to like failure where 
originally I just got rid of the word. I'm like, no, 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 there's no failure either. Like you succeed or you learn all things are positive, you know, with, with laziness. I'm like, no, no, it's not laziness. It's self-care. Rest is productive. And I was, you know, taking this concept and using different words that were making it all positive. And then my current coach, she, she sort of presented an alternative. She's like, what if you just embraced it? She's like, I think I'm lazy and I think I like it. And it was almost like reclaiming that word. She's like, she's like, no, she's like, I think I actually am lazy, like in terms of what that definition means. She's like, and you know what that means? It means that I found a way to make my business really lean and efficient because I don't want to work that much. And she was just talking about all of the positives that came from the word lazy, which you could also do with reconceptualizing it, you know, as a, as a positive, but it was so, it was so fun to see a word that in my own personal development and my own coaching and healing, I'd just been trying to avoid to then watch somebody just embrace, embrace it, it and be like, I'm so lazy, I'm lazy and I like it. I and here I am. It. And I was like, gosh, that was kind of freeing. Um, yeah that it, it's kind of the part two. It's like, I'm lazy and that means I'm an awful person or I'm lazy and that means I'm a pretty efficient entrepreneur. But like, sometimes it's not even the initial thing. It's what we make the thing mean. And it was just, it was, I found it really profound to the people who are so terrified of, oh my gosh, what if somebody thought of me as lazy? And I'm like, what if you just embraced it? Now, one, most of the people who say that, they're the farthest things from lazy like the people who yeah. are most afraid of this are not even close to it um they're not even close to it but it is fun like to do a theoretical okay so what if you were like what if that was actually really good and like really positive and what if we could embrace it um anyway that's another one of those big leaps might need to might need to move to indifference indifference before we embrace i'm neither lazy, lazy. nor but i just am i just i just am <laughs> Just oh my gosh. But this idea of, of shortcomings um, and then even like how you define it, define it. Like if this shortcomings, shortcoming is like compared to somebody else's skill or ability in some area, I have less ability or skill in this area than somebody else. And you label that a shortcoming, then we've all got a ton of them. Yeah. And it doesn't have sure. to be painful. It's like, oh, so I'm normal? But what? Like everybody else? What? Anyway, so I was. I thought this was a fun moment that this word yeah, that very she happy has that stopped finding me. Okay, and then we have another um, what I feel like is like junior high romance mm. moments. Um, very, really cheesy and kind of cute. Of like, oh yeah, I can I can make you able to see it. You could see it and hear it and smell it, but um, taste it. But I need a kiss. Mm. <laughs> Every gift comes with a price. She's like, absolutely not. So, so sixth grade. It's know. so sixth grade. Absolutely not. This is not happening. Um, and then, to my own surprise, fine. Okay. So she agrees to this. And he clo she closes her eyes and he... Kiss it. What's he, what's he, he doing? kisses her eyes. I know. Yeah. I thought I thought that her was eyelids. when he was gonna claim the kiss. I'm like, wait. So so the kiss. He just wanted to kiss her eyes. I'm like that's weird. But and I wonder if he even needed to do that or if that was just yeah. a good excuse. Yeah. Um. But so he he does this, and then suddenly she can see and hear everything. Oh my goodness! 
And her description of all of this is really amazing. And she's just like, everything was magic. And it yeah. broke my heart. Um, he looks different. The Glenn looks different. What she hears is different. And so she can, she sees the world for what it is. She sees him for what he is at his mm. most um, glorious. Yes, there's the word. Um, ness, and she gets to see all of this. Yeah. And it broke my heart. My heart oh. cracked entirely. I just love it. Oh, that's our deep feeler. That's our yeah. deep feeler. Paintings and beauty. And it was just, it was just a lot for her. Um, and then she just tries to yank his mask off. <laughs> She's like, I would, kind of, I would like to see your face. <laughs> but she's already imagined what she thinks he looks like. Um, okay, and so then we have another junior high moment. Gosh, this also feels like sixth grade. Um, what about my kiss? And so she grabs his hand and kisses the back of his hand. There you go. There's your kiss. Um, definitely feel like that's something that that's, would happen in... That's what I would have done. <laughs> it's more like seventh grade, but yeah. And then there she goes. Oh my god. Oh, and then she, I, I don't, why did she fall asleep there? What is that? Is that part of like the whole thing? They I, I thought they were, I know they never come and like I thought she was under some kind of a spell or something. It did seem like it. Like never, that was, that she was just, a thing. Sleep so bad all the time. Yeah, if anybody reading this has some theories, but I read the same thing where like the sleep seemed so intense that it seemed like yeah. it must have been somehow related to the magic, but they never revisit, they never, they never explain it. Yeah. She just like she goes from them talking to I'm completely out. Yeah, and this is such a lovely dream. She just thinks the whole thing is a dream at this point. Yeah, yeah so crazy. Um, and then we have this this line from him of "You're exactly as I dreamed you'd be too." Wait a minute, is he reading her mind? Wait, hold, on. hold on a sec. Pause. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Well, she's did she say that in her head? Did she say something like he was exactly... No, because she... Oh. He's like, what do you think I look like? Oh, right, right, and right. she's right. like, this is what I think you look like. You're and exactly um, so I think he's... Because I think he's... She's sort of like, a, this is what I hope you... I think there's kind of an assumption of this is what I hope you look like. And he knows that is actually what he really right. looks like. Um, so I'm I'm reading that as a callback to her description of what she thinks is below the mask. But so we know at the end of this, so he's put some of his, he, he willed his glamour back into place um, so that he can look normal um, with the mask. Um, yeah, which is interesting. We, we learned that being a high lord, even one with limited powers, comes with physical markers and why he couldn't hide what he was. And to put a damper on this, this was, um, we did an episode of this where it was, um, we were trying to not give anything away, but we were like, there's a high lord that talks about this thing do you remember this one of the early episodes mm -hmm. um with this idea of when his true self is shining forth it's so bright it's almost distracting and that it's easier to blend in if he puts a damper on his power this was the yeah. moment that i was referring to yeah. way back in the early episodes if you were tracking with this um where they can't hide who they are but yeah so we so we learned some interesting things here and we have this reference to you're exactly as I dream you to be too. I'm like, I don't know when he was, we don't learn yet when he was dreaming of her or what that, what that makes sense. That, that line left me with a few questions when I read it the first time as to what that's referencing, but we have a sweet moment here 
together. Stroking her hair. Now again, that's the thing. I'm like, <laughs> somebody plays with my hair. I'm lost. I'm yes. lost. <laughs> oh, man. Anything more from these chapters? Those ones are pretty quick. Um, oh, yeah, we're still going, right? We're doing oh, we're going 24. Oh, that's right. I was like, why is there so little there? This is where I'm confused because she falls asleep in the Glen and then she wakes up in bed. So I guess he took her home and she slept through the rest of that day in bed. Or this I is think weird. So. I really feel like we missed a chapter. There's, there's something there. There's something um, right here that I maybe there's a bonus chapter we're going to find one day. Okay. So yeah, oh, now I remember. I'm like, oh, wait. Those are... two. Yeah. But I do think, yeah, that's what I assumed. I assumed that he carried her home and he put her in bed um, for whatever reason. That is a little awkward to just like go to sleep one place and wake up someplace else. But this wake up though. It's even a weirder wake up oh. when you have a strange being in your room. Okay. Yeah. So suddenly there is a woman with skin made from bark, Tree bark. in her room. And she's like, where's Alice? I am Alice. Oh my goodness. This whole moment and her realizing that You're right. what had happened the day before in the Glen where he stripped away the glamours applied to more than oh, this. Oh boy. This like, is ever... She said, why did he do this? Oh, because I'd been this cowering human. I was yeah. scared of everything. And I would have locked myself in this room and never come out if I'd seen them all for their true selves, which is probably true. It would have taken her much longer. Oh my gosh. I, but this, this whole scene made me like so uncomfortable whenever, and this was one of the first moments that made me feel like I needed to go back and re reread it because yeah. what she understands. So she comes down, she's like, there are a lot of, there are a lot There's of fairies around. everywhere. And she finds out they were there the whole, the whole freaking time. time. Yeah, she's like, wait, you mean when I went after the puka that night? You had an audience. She's like, I thought I'd been so stealthy. Bless and her heart. Meanwhile, oh I've been my... tiptoeing past fairies who had probably laughed their heads oh. off at the blind human following an illusion. Well, not just that. They're like, all of these months, they've probably been like snickering behind her back oh. as she does random oh. things. That's awful. Oh my gosh, that's right? Embarrassing. I mean, and that's like, I mean, talk about like deepest fears, the idea that somebody's like laughing at you behind your back and then find no, out they actually are. Actually, oh, I would have, time. I would have had a hard time getting past this. She gets past this a lot quicker yeah. than I would. And she's like so much more understanding, like, oh, I get it. He was trying to protect me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I don't deal with like embarrassed, like mortif mortified emotions very well. And to know that like people... <sighs> were probably like laughing at me behind my back. I would have, one, I feel like I'm gonna throw up thinking about Porfeira. <laughs> and two, at that point, I'm like, no, I'm like, I could have handled the scary fairies a lot more than that. Like the mortification yeah. is way more likely for me to like hide in my room and never come out than this other thing. Um, maybe another place where Feyre and I were different. Um, yeah, but she's, she's so mortified. And he's like, well, it was a valiant effort. I just want to throat punch you for that. Quit it. Quit it. Oh, goodness. Um, what a moment. So poor girl. Poor girl. So she is mortified to learn that she has had an audience for this whole time and all of this stuff going on. Um, okay. And then we get this information that the blight is growing again. Mm. that there is this mm. so oh yes yeah, so it was coming back to yeah and he's saying if even if if you spot another one of these creepy beings 
Even if it looks harmless, actually. Yeah. But if it makes you feel uncomfortable, pretend you don't see it. Don't talk to it. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, just don't even do it. Um, I feel like I do a lot of that in real life. If yeah. it makes me feel uncomfortable, I just pretend I don't even see it. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. And you know, and this is an this is an interesting packet, you know, a thing where see so he's he's trying to assure her you're still safe here. Um and, you know, and she's like, Hey, I'm not just worried about my safety, it's gonna be fine. Um Yeah, because at this point she cares about him enough that she's worried about him. She's like, I feel safe, but what about if the blight's growing, are you gonna be okay? Right. And so she knows that you know this thing is happening. Um and I do think this is this was a really interesting passage where he doesn't reply Mm. um and she's like i didn't bother to offer my aid i already knew he wouldn't allow me to help with whatever this conflict was Mm -hmm. and we have seen that like this is a this is a true thing i mean like now one he wouldn't even let her help in the gardens because he said that you're going to be yeah a hindrance it's definitely not gonna let her help with the big stuff but you know and and i don't think we talked we called it out in this podcast but like you know lucian like mentioned like okay he sometimes has moods he sometimes broods he's definitely like a go it alone like i have to do all these things and so she already knows that like he's just not gonna let her help so she doesn't even offer um which is which is unfortunate but again now also though <laughs> out of these creatures like the bogey not that she could do anything yeah about that anyway but she's like you know but he I, but i could at least be there to listen like and she wishes that he would at least let her in yeah she's like at the very least i could talk i could be there for him but he's still he's still gonna isolate and and keep her out um okay yeah. and then and then she finds her head in the garden i know i'm like i'm like talk about like a a chapter transition the next morning i find head in the garden oh gosh uh. um so that's um, pretty scary, and he... This is making me feel uncomfortable, so I'm going to pretend I don't see it. I'm going to pretend I don't see these pages. I don't see these pages. I'm not going to read any of this description um, of what happened to this poor... But we do, learn, we do learn interesting information. So she's in the spring court, and so mm-hmm. she's getting familiar with the spring court. We know that Lucian was autumn court, and he's like, you know, we're not from this person. Um but the brand he's branded behind his ear with a sigil that is a mountain with three stars and they say that is the night court sigil and then we get to learn about the night court and she she remembers back to the mural where it is you know why would they why would they do this and they tell her the night court does what it wants they live by their own codes their own corrupt morals they're all sadistic killers they delight in torture of every kind and would find this sort of sort of stunt to be Mm. amusing and so she's she's learned that there are different kinds of theories. Like there are different people and that we've got the surreal and the the puka and the naga and the the bogey and like there there are some of these scary scary creatures and then we've got people like Alice who tree bark but very nice human. We've got our high fate, we've got our spring court and then we're learning about this other court who sound terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. This delighting in torture. Hmm. Yeah, and that this is, um, and that this is a message. Um, yeah, and he's like, "You're still safe here. This is just their idea of a prank." Like, she's like, "I can't quite, can't quite wrap my my head around that." But I don't know if she mentions it here or elsewhere. But he keeps trying to reassure her that she's safe. But 
they're also I think she's aware that there's a lot of that that's more of I think that's similar to going back to the the fairy with the wings cut off where she's like just saying stuff to try to make him feel better right where she knows like yeah. it's kind of a lie it's like and you know, you're saying this thing to to be nice where um, I think she already has this sense of whatever this blight is it's not necessarily something he can protect her from so yeah. like he's being honest that like right now he believes that she's safe but we've seen with the masks that are attached to their faces that apparently that there are times when they're this is not something they can necessarily protect her from um goodness and so we've got tamlin here but at least he does he does explain that this is just court posturing they did this you know as a joke and to send a message but attacking anyone here attacking pharah especially would cause more trouble than it's worth so yeah, so he's explaining safety. So you're, you're safe. You're safe even though it looks like you're not safe and this is a terrifying place. You're safe. As long as you stay here, let me protect you. You're safe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I mean, it does, when we think about the other courts, it's like, right, we haven't met all these other ones yet. We've heard about Lucian's family in the Autumn Court, and that sounds awful. Yeah. And now we're learning about the Night Court, and that sounds awful. Yeah, we haven't um, heard anything good yet, have we? We haven't. No, when we're when we're hearing about, you know, we've got this group of people that seem safe and she's feeling comfortable with, but it's still kind of this place of like the rest of Printhia does not sound like um, a place that she would be safe or would enjoy. Um, As opposed to like spring where it's nice and summery. Um, Yeah. Okay. All right. So wrapping this one up, we've got. um, Oh yeah. Then we have been learning about the, the humans, the human slaves that were released and like, do you remember if they were happy to leave? Like, yeah, well, they'd never known freedom or known the seasons or any mm. of that. And they didn't know what to do with themselves when they got back to the mortal world. But, yeah, of course, they were very, very happy to leave slavery and head yes. off to whatever freedom might mean. Yeah. And I love this moment. Like, I think that this moment here where she said, even now, or it's like, I didn't want to imagine. Even now, I yeah. still hadn't looked to see if any hints of those long ago humans had been left behind. Um. I love this like honest moment of like I they're probably she's like there probably is evidence of this and I'm not ready to look at it I don't know 500 years is a long time though so and even though she says that she's like I don't think five centuries would be enough to cleanse the stain of the horrors but I don't know five I I just have no context for that because I was born and raised in America and we don't even go back that far (laughs) 500 years ago this was not America this was a whole different place that we don't even know the history of anymore. Yeah. But this, yeah, but it, it is one of those things, you know, whether it's, um, you know, self-awareness or any sort of like knowledge and understanding, like, I think there's an ownership and like recognizing yeah. you know, some, sometimes there, the information is there to be had if we want it. And yeah. that sometimes we're just going, I, there's a, there's a whole library of information. I'm like, not even walking into it. I'm good. I'm good right now. And sometimes, and I think that sometimes that can be a genuine like self-awareness and self-partnership of what we're capable to handle in any given season. And sometimes it's because we just don't want to. Um, And like only each person can know for themselves. Now on a like quasi-related note, um, I don't watch a lot of news. I almost never watch the news. I almost never oh watch the gosh. news. I people who watch the news are scared all the time. I know. That's well, my that's my experience anyways. Apologies if you watch the news all the time and you're never scared. I be true. You know, and it and it was it's an interesting thing because I I do want to stay 
educated on current events, but I have trouble watching it, like the images and things. It's so, it's so intense. It's so emotional. And like the balance between like, I want to know what's going on. I want to be informed, but then also knowing like what I can and cannot handle in a healthy way. Um, now I happen to have a husband who watches all the news. So I'm like, can you just like tell me what happened? But I'm like, just tell me like in the most like matter of fact sentence. So I know what's going on because I sit down to watch stuff and I don't do very well. I was, this was a while ago. Okay. This was even, I can still remember it. This was when we were still in our last place before we started Airstream travel. So we're probably talking two years ago was the last time I sat down and like watched the news and there was some story and it was like a strip, like a mile wide strip of land in a mountain range between these two countries that there was like dispute over whose it was. Mm. It's uninhabitable mile wide stretch of land in the middle of the mountains and there was a skirmish where like 11 people were killed over this thing and i just like lose my shit and i'm like this is so stupid i'm like why is this happening and i'm crying and i'm upset and this is so dumb and like this doesn't make any sense it's like strip land like each of you take a half mile and be done like why are we doing this and like i just cannot quit talking about it and my husband's like um this is why you're not allowed to watch the news. Um, I'm like, right? Like, I really, I really don't handle it well. And, you know, so, I don't know. I think so much of it is, it's so, it's so emotional, especially people who I think are really naturally very empathetic. Um, I think it can be a really unhealthy space to expose ourselves to more then we're capable of handling. And I've, I've had a lot of people who feel guilty. They're like, well, I'm not keeping up with current events and I really should, but they can't do it in a healthy way. There's a lot I could talk about right there, but I think I'll just go with taking care of yourself makes sense. And it's okay to like know where your lines are. Yes. But yeah, but then I always do have to also be honest. With, and I think that's the thing, like, that is true for me, that watching certain things really are, it doesn't serve me, especially if it's something where I'm like, I literally have no ability to influence anything in this realm that will change anything at all. Like, I, I do want to be an informed human, but like, this is not my sphere of influence. This is not a place where I can affect change. And just taking all of this in, all it does is create anxiety for me that I have nothing to do with and it's not helping anyone but then there are then there are other things where I'm like okay I just have to have an honest conversation with myself of like am I avoiding that topic for actually really healthy reasons or just because I would prefer not to hear the truth of it and sometimes I don't know yeah and sometimes I don't want to learn about things because I'm like I feel inept right like there's a lot of things where i'm like like my favorite dialogue well like i'm probably not smart enough to understand that anyway right and i'm like okay nope do what you can like learn what you can like be engaged where you can um yeah but this on honest honest moment here for her of realizing that she just didn't want to look yeah she didn't want to see oh okay So last thing here, this very last line, you know, so, so they worked through this and she actually has a moment like to Tamlin where she's like, you're not your father. You're not your brothers. You never made me feel like a prisoner. 
you never made me feel like little more than chattel like she you know she's um you know even though when she came here she didn't understand what was happening she recognizes it wasn't that like that she, he never did anything to um make it, make her feel that way but at the end of the day she's like she still couldn't bring herself to paint it's still really heavy with her yes what a fun note to end on what a fun note to end on what's a funnier note where's a better <laughs> way to end on that i saw a better way okay here's a fun here's a funny tie-in kind of um no it's still about sad things but <laughs> it's just gonna be that kind which of is thing. also about coffee okay which is better carry on oh my gosh i realized okay so people drink you know the whole debate about coffee about being like addicted to or whatever and and people are like you shouldn't drink coffee because it's addictive i'm sure that i have some a little caffeine dependency probably i occasionally do detoxes though and i'm not super worried about it but it was interesting there was a um a situation in my life where um somebody very close to me had passed away and it was very tragic and i couldn't drink coffee for like a week i remember i would wake up and i would get ready to drink coffee but i love coffee so much to me like coffee is like a thing there's a lot of times whenever oh my gosh we laugh we get ready to go to bed at night and i look at chris and i'm like because i'm doing visualization so i go to bed and i'm like thinking about the next day and i'm doing my visualization for like how i want the day to go and how i want to feel like this is a practice that i've done for a while kind of like nighttime visualization of like prepping for the next day and a lot of times i'm like so we're gonna go to sleep and then we're gonna wake up in the morning and you know what we're gonna do? And like, he's used to this conversation. He's like, we're gonna drink coffee. I'm like, we're gonna drink coffee. And it's gonna be very fun. Gets you through the night, just knowing that you can have coffee. In the it just morning. makes me fun. When I think about the next morning, like I enjoy, I enjoy drinking coffee. It's a fun thing. It's not like, a, oh my God, I'm like dying. Like, give me a cup of coffee. I'm like, it's grounding, it's warm. It doesn't even have to have caffeine in it. It's just a thing that I enjoy. And so I think of it as something really positive. But it was interesting this this week when I was like really, really grieving, I had this odd experience of showing up and I'm like, I can't drink coffee. Coffee's happy. And this is like so deeply sad. Coffee doesn't feel appropriate. It was an odd experience. Makes sense though. Do you think so? I would never have, I mean, I wouldn't have seen it coming, <laughs> but now you say it, I'm like, oh yeah. That makes sense. It's so sad. Can't have coffee. Yeah. But I couldn't. I couldn't quite engage with it. I mean, didn't last that long. I'm back to it now. But, um, but for a week or so, you know, during during the height of grieving, um, I don't know. But I I think there's a space sometimes, like the transition from, like I think there is an unhealthy space though, where sometimes when people when things are sad, how do I say this? There's a difference between I don't naturally feel like I want to do those things right now versus when people turn it into judgment of like, I shouldn't be happy right now yeah. because of X, Y, and Z. That's a whole different tangent. But the idea of like, I, it's not okay for me to laugh or smile because I'm supposed to be sad. Yeah, not so much. Nope, there's no right... No right or wrong way to grieve. Yeah. Guys, what a de depressing little like no to end but on though. Speaking of grieving, we could be grieving that we're more than halfway through. <gasps> That's what we book. want to end or on. Or we could celebrate. Guys, we just passed the halfway mark. We passed the chapters halfway of this mark. Book. And we just finished chapter 24. We're more than halfway through. Holy cow. Jeez. We are halfway through 
book one. We did it, guys. There has been so much stuff already, though. Yeah. Like, that's what I love about this. Like, the a couple um, episodes ago, I read a passage from, like, this other book. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's super good. Um, but I sometimes, you know, I look for stuff in in the fiction that I'm reading. And I will read other books. And in an entire book, I'll flag two passages. Yeah. Or three. Where I'm like, oh, that's, like, insightful. This book, it's, like, every... All flags. Every like three paragraphs, there's something there's something powerful, which is why we love these books. Halfway Yay! Through, Yay us friends. Okay, Maybe. and things are about to get exciting. Dun 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 dun, dun. Thank you for joining us today, guys on our podcast for the court of transformation and awakening and if you haven't already joined the club over at acota a-c-o-t-a-a dot circle dot s-o get your ass over there and sign up become a member and you can watch these podcasts there with comments and with adding your own flair to it or you can jump in and do something even juicier with us so we'll see you there bye, bye.